Mental Status Examination MSE Introduction The mental status examination is the psychiatrist's version of the physical examination. In 1918, Adolf Meyer developed an outline for a standardized method to evaluate a patient's mental status for psychiatric practice. It combines information gathered from passive observation during the interview with data acquired through direct questioning to determine the patient's mental status at that moment. This approach is used to identify, diagnose and monitor signs and symptoms of mental illness. Each part of the mental status examination is designed to look at a different area of mental function to thoroughly capture the objective and subjective aspects of mental illness. Function The mental status examination is organized differently by each practitioner but contains the same main area of focus. For the purpose of this activity, the mental status examination can divide into the broad categories of appearance, behavior, motor activity, speech, mood, affect, thought process, thought content, perceptual disturbances, cognition, insight, and judgment cognition can subdivide into different cognitive domains depending on what areas the practitioner determines necessary to assess each section below will detail the definition the proper method of assessment and how that information has a use in the diagnosis and monitoring of mental illness appearance this is a description of how a patient looks at observation it can be determined within the first seconds of clinical introduction as well as noted throughout the interview details to be included are if they look older or younger than stated age what they are wearing their grooming and hygiene and if they have any tattoos or scars if a patient looks more youthful than their stated age uh, they may have a developmental delay or dress in an age inappropriate manner parents that look older than their stated age may have underlying severe medical conditions ears of substance abuse or often years of poorly controlled mental illness grooming and hygiene can give an idea of a patient's level of functioning those with poor hygiene and grooming generally denote that in the context of their mental illness that they currently have poor functioning those with poor grooming or hygiene may be severely depressed have a neurocognitive disorder or experiencing a negative symptom of a psychotic disorder such as schizophrenia tattoos and scars can paint a picture of a patient's history personality and behaviors 
Scars tell stories about old significant injuries from accidental trauma, harm caused by another individual or self-inflicted harm. Self-inflicted injuries frequently include superficial cutting, needle track from IV drugs use or past suicide attempts. Tattoos often are the name of a family member, significant other or lost loved one. They can also depict gang marks, vulgar imagery or extravagant artwork. If a certain level of trust has been established through the interview, the interviewer can ask about the significance of the tattoos or scars and what story they tell about the patient behavior this is a description obtained by observing how a patient acts during the interview first it is essential to note whether or not the patient is in distress if a patient is in distress it may be due to underlying medical problems causing discomfort a patient having been brought against their will to the hospital for psychiatric evaluation or due to the severity of their hallucinations or paranoia terrifying the patient next a description of their interaction with the interviewer should be noted for example is the patient cooperative or are they agitated avoidant refusing to talk or unable to redirect it a patient that is not cooperative with interview may be reluctant if the psychiatric evaluation was involuntary or are actively experiencing symptoms of mental illness patients that are unable to be redirected often are acutely responding to internal stimuli or exhibit maniac behavior L- lastly it is important to note if the behavior of the patient is displaying is appropriate for the situation for example it can be considered appropriate for a patient who was brought in via police for involuntary evaluation to be irritable and not cooperative however if in that uh, same scenario the patient was laughing and smiling throughout the interview it would be considered inappropriate motor activity this describes how a patient is moving and what kind of movements they have motor activities can indicate an underlying mental illness or neurological disorder furthermore as the dop- dopamine system targeted by medications plays a vital role in the moment <clears throat> it is especially essential in monitoring for medication side effects one aspect of monitoring in the speed of movements this can be described as normal psychomotor retardation bradykinesia or psychomotor agitation hyperkinesia a patient with depression or a neurocognitive disorder may have psychomotor retardation on the other hand psychomotor agitation may indicate 
that a patient is acutely under the influence of a stimulant or exhibiting maniac behavior it is important to note a patient's gait for example if the gait is stiff shuffling or ataxic this may point to an underlying neurological condition one such neurological disorder is parkinson's disease which is indicated by the cardinal triad is rigidity bradykinesia and resting pill rolling tremor if these symptoms are noted early by astute observation from the clinician this can help lead or earlier diagnose and treatment for such conditions a patient's posture is important to note since as this may indicate underlying issues sustained posturing may point to catonia a type of psychomotor immobility stupor inflexibility catatonia and a feature of psychotic disorders practitioners unfamiliar with the condition often overlook catatonia but is critical to differentiate as it requires a separate treatment than the underlying psychosis if the patient displays akathisia a restless urge to move inability to stay still they may exhibit the hyperactivity impulsivity which often presents in patients with attention deficient hyperactivity disorder adhd alternatively a patient with akathisia may be experiencing a side effect from an antipsychotic other aspects of movement that may indicate extra pyramidal side effects eps from antipsychotic are rigidity tremors and tics such as teeth grinding lip smacking or tongue protrusions severe sudden rigidity seen after antipsychotic administration is considered an acute dystonic reaction although rare in its most extreme form this can be life threatening if it involves laryngeal muscles thus the practitioner needs to monitor and treat the slightest of reactions before they become more serious tardive dyskinesia is the neurological condition that arises from long term antipsychotic administration that sustain these extra pyramidal side effects these symptoms and their severity can be monitored more extensively with the abnormal involuntary movement scale aims